I feel like my business owns me. Or, I'm the bottleneck for everything in my business. If you're saying or thinking this, stay tuned. We're going to talk all about it. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. Kelly is like most business owners in stage three, the stage in which we must transition from an employee mindset to that of a business owner. The most dangerous stage in all of business ownership and the stage in which those dreadful statistics come from. You know, the ones where they say 80% of businesses fail in the first two years or five years or whatever. And of those who make it, 80% fail in the next two years or five years or whatever. Most of those statistics come from people who who get stuck and fail in stage three. Uh, Kelly complained all the time about how her business owned her and how nobody could make a decision to save their life and how brutal it was that she could scarcely get a week's vacation. And even those weeks were ruined by having to answer her phone all the time. So I began asking Kelly about her comfort level with delegating. Is it something she feels like she's doing well or is it something she struggles with? And by the way, many business owners do struggle with this. It's not easy to trust people to 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 make um, to take good care of your baby. And your business is like your baby. This is something many people struggle with. So I was asking Kelly, what's her comfort level with this? And she said she had struggled with delegation, but she had gotten much better over the last couple of years. So I asked her to tell me the kinds of things that she had gotten comfortable delegating. Her list included things like ordering, processing, checking on, doing this or that, performing these things or those things, all the things on her list had one commonality. They were all tasks. So I pointed that out to Kelly. She said, I thought that was the goal, delegate all these tasks so I could get busy working on my business, not in my business. And I explained to Kelly that delegating tasks is great, uh, and that's very necessary indeed. There's no question. We got to get comfortable with that. Um, But as the company grows and there's more variables and there's just a sheer higher volume of things going on, there's just a lot more activity going on. um, If people are not taught how to, empowered to, and encouraged to make decisions, everything must stop whenever something falls out, a predetermined scope, a predetermined method, an expected result, or a permissible criteria. So essentially, every time there's a quote-unquote problem, All activity must stop until a boss makes a decision. And she said, yes, every time they call me, it's because there's a problem. And I said, yes, because every time they can't make a decision, it becomes a problem. So in stage three, where we're transitioning from this this mindset of being an employee to the mindset of being a business owner, we have to consciously, intentionally, and purposely start delegating decisions, not tasks. So in stage one and two, we have a very small team. We're doing all kinds of things. 
We can delegate tasks in those stages. When we get to stage three and we have to become the business owner and not the employee, we have to start delegating decisions. We don't have a choice here. I've said before, you guys have heard me say this before. I'm going to say it over and over again. When you're in stage three and you feel like your business owns you and you feel like there's no hope, you have to turn to your employees. You have to train them, trust them, empower them, support them, lead them. But you have to be able, they have to be able to make decisions, not just perform tasks. So step one on this, on this whole uh, endeavor is, uh, especially if you're in stage three, is just committing to delegating decisions, not tasks. Now, if saying that out loud, I'm going to commit to delegating decisions, not tasks, gives you that feeling in your stomach like you want to throw up, (laughs) I get it. It's scary. You're going to have to trust people. You're going to have to give up some control. This is no question one of the greatest struggles of all in business ownership is I want to be free versus I want to be in control. This is perhaps the biggest struggle of all of them. Uh, It's a real challenge. Um, We're going to spend some time in the upcoming weeks. We talked about it a few weeks ago, a little bit. Um, But we're going to spend some time talking about why are we reluctant to give up control. For now, for people who maybe not are stuck in that as much, but just weren't aware that we want to delegate decisions, not just tasks, we're going to talk about uh, that part today. So, we have to just make a commitment to do it. Uh, if there's issues you got to work out as far as trust and, and confidence and things like that and fears you have to overcome, we, we'll, we'll do it. We got to do it. Um, but first thing is we got to make a commitment. We're going to delegate the uh, decisions. Um, there's, and, and before we get too freaked out about this, there's a ton of decisions that people can make that don't require us to, to make them. Um, they can make decisions on what office supplies to order. Who cares what kind of paper we get or what kind of staplers we get or whatever. We can give them a budget and say you can spend $500 per week or or, or $500 a month or whatever. Buy what you need. Don't bother me with it. <laughs> Those are decisions that people can make and, and make very well. Um, there's also a large number of decisions that can be made by your team with a little bit of training and a little bit of insight. Um, a little bit of, of giving them a frame of reference and, a, and the lens to make decisions through or, or the lens to look at things to make good decisions. We can invest a little bit of time and get a big result. Um, so step two, step, well, step one is just commit to doing this. Uh, step two, uh, make sure your team knows the vision for what you're trying to build and they're fluent in your core values. If they have nothing but those two things, that gives them a great um some great tools to make decisions that you will be happy that they made. If they understand what we're trying to build here, if they know what our company, what we want our company to look like in 10 years um, and they know our core values, they can recite our core values and they really believe in it. If they have just those two things, they will make good decisions most of the time, I think. Uh, and again, you could train up, you could train them up on things that they need to know to be a little better even. Um, but if you just provide those two things, I think that you're you're going to be in really good shape as far as getting uh, good decisions out of them. Um, step three would be ask your team which decisions they would be comfortable making on their own. Are they comfortable making office supply order decisions, or does that really have to be you? I mean, there's going to be there's going to be a ton of things like that um, that that you you may not even be considering that are super simple, 
um, that they're more than capable and, and willing to, to take on. Let's ask them what those things are. You may not agree with every one of their answers. They may say they're, they're comfortable deciding who your customers are going to be and who, and who they're not. And you may say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and keep that one for now. But at least you'll know kind of where they're at. And that's part of what we need to figure out is what are they comfortable doing? We got to figure out what we're comfortable doing for sure. We also got to figure out what, what are they comfortable doing, right? Um, step four, let's start documenting the calls we're getting, which require us to make a decision. So this sounds like a super time consuming thing. It may be in the beginning. Um, it shouldn't take more than, um, I would say 15 to 20 minutes a day. Um, but I think this is a really important exercise for people who just feel like they're getting bombarded with problems and phone calls all the time. Let's just start documenting what kinds of things we're getting called with to make decisions on. You can do this. You can create a, a, a list on your phone very easily. You can buy a 99 cent phone uh, notebook that you're going to carry around with you to start tracking these things. But I'm talking about literally today's Monday. Here's the five calls I'm getting or as they go. I get a phone call from an employee. I need you to make a decision here. I'm going to pause, write this thing down immediately so I don't forget I'm not going to try to do this at the end of the day and try to recall the 12 phone calls I got. I'm going to commit to doing this as they happen on the fly. My phone rang. Here's the problem. Here's the decision I had to make. What is it? Right. And uh, uh, again, let's not make this a, a big thing. It's not that hard to document this kind of stuff. It's not that hard to take 30 seconds to, to do this after or two minutes or whatever it is to, to do it after the phone rings. Um, but we got to start figuring out what kinds of things we're getting called about. So at the end of the week, step five would be look back at your list and see what the trends are. What are the patterns? What are the kinds of things that people are calling me to ask me to make decisions on? Um, what are the kinds of things that are seeing, which just seem to be silly for me to be involved in? Again, I don't need to be involved in what, what kind of paper we buy or what kind of staplers we buy. I don't care. Buy what you need. Right. Um, if you're looking back and, and, uh, um, you see things that are silly. Those are easy ones to, to fix um, at the next meeting on the next week with the, with the team, or you can send an email out. You know what? Uh, here's your budget for office supplies. You know, here's the monthly or weekly number. Um, just make good decisions. Here's the criteria we're going to use. And, and just, you make the decision from now on those kinds of easy, silly things are going to pop up. If when you're looking back, you see every decision seems like one that you absolutely have to be the one to make. You really only have four choices. It's, I mean, and this is where it gets kind of sticky for folks. This isn't uh, what people want to hear, but really you have four choices. You can raise your tolerance for being bothered to make decisions and become comfortable with, with slowing down your company's growth so you can maintain that level of control. And when I say slow your growth, I'm being very generous there. You could completely just be stifling your company's growth. You have to understand that your company cannot grow in which you're going to have managers and people in leadership roles like supervisors and department leads and vice presidents someday or directors or whatever your vision of your company is, you are not going to be able to grow to the point where you have people in leadership roles while you're maintaining absolute control. You, those things cannot simultaneously happen. So you have to just come to grips with the fact that either you're going to grow which means you're going to trust people to make decisions or you're going to maintain control and you're not going to grow that I'm sorry. Those are the choices we have. 
So one of the four things you can do if you look back at the end of the week and see that every one of these things is something you have to do, you just got to raise your tolerance for being bothered and be comfortable with the fact that you're going to slow or stifle your company's growth entirely. The next choice you have is raise your tolerance for permitting people on your team to make quality decisions based on their current levels of knowledge and skill. What do you, what can you trust them to do and make decisions? What decisions can you trust them with today based on their current level of skills and knowledge? The third thing is you can invest in some training in your team so they can make better decisions and they're more qualified to make more decisions. That's an option as well. If you look at the list of things and go, hey, they're not quite ready to make this decision, but if they understood X, Y, and Z, they would be. And I can teach X, Y, and Z in a month, or I can teach it in a two-hour meeting or whatever. You're going to find those kinds of things as well. Um, and the fourth option is you just hire somebody who has the necessary skills to make the decisions. If your people don't have them and you can't train them, then you got to hire somebody. If you can't let people make decisions based on their current level of skills, you can't train them and you can't hire somebody, then that means you're just going to have to keep answering your phone and be aware that your company's not going to grow or at least not going to grow very fast. So um, the first step, of course, is just acknowledging that we have to start delegating decisions, not tasks. That's really important, especially in stage three. I know I'm a broken record on this, but that's only because it's so true. The only path out of stage three is by investing in your team. I've heard people say a number of times, I'll just have to become a better leader. And they're focusing their energy on improving themselves. And they're focusing their energy on better time management skills and better leadership skills and blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you, if you're going to have people in leadership roles, the only choice you have is to invest in your team. You have to train them, you have to trust them, you have to lead them, you have to empower them, and you have to support them. Repeat over and just that's that's the cycle. Train them, trust them, lead them, empower them, support them, repeat. That is the path to get out of stage three. That is the path to getting out of your business owning you. Um, you can't do it. I'm sorry, I just gotta say this again. You can't do it by becoming a quote unquote better leader or having quote-unquote better time management skills. That's not how it works. Uh, you got to get your team prepared, able, and willing to do the things that you are doing today. Eventually, they're going to have a lot more responsibility that they, than they have today. The only way they can get more is to get reps. They got to get practice. You got to see where they're doing well. You got to see where they need some help and support and some training and uh, confidence and, and all kinds of things. You can't help them get better if you don't give them reps. They got to have practice, just like you had. Um, so to summarize, especially if you're in stage three, you got to commit to making, uh, to delegating decisions, not tasks. Step two, you got to make sure your team knows your vision. What are you trying to build? When are you trying to build it? You got They got to understand that. And if they understand that and your core values, they're going to make a lot better decisions just with those two pieces of information. You can knock both those things out, getting your vision for what you're trying to build and your core values done. You can get that done in a weekend easily. You could get it done in a day or two if you do it during the week with your team. This is not a time-consuming project, and you'll make your life a lot easier. Um, step three, ask your team which decisions they're comfortable making now on their own. Again, you may not like their answers. You may not agree, but at least you'll know where they, where they are comfortable now, and you'll, you'll, you'll identify the places where you have low-hanging fruit to, to help get them going. Um, step four, start documenting the calls you're getting, which require you to make a decision. 
You got to do this immediately as soon as you hang up the phone. You got to do it right away. You can't look back at the end of the day and go, okay, well, I got five phone calls here. And here's what I think those calls are about. You got to do it on the, on, the, on the spot. And then at the end of the week, look back at your list and see what the trends and patterns are. See what adjustments you can make and who's making what decisions. See if you can't get the team on board. Again, if you can't, you have only four options. Um, and I'm sorry, that's just that's just where we're at with this stuff. You, you, there are not better answers or answers that are that you're going to like better than ones I've given. This is how it works. This is why it's hard. This is why people fail. Uh, the answer is investing in your team, training your team, supporting them, empowering them, all those things we talked about. So that's it for this week. If you've ever said, I feel like my business owns me, uh, or if you realize that you're the bottleneck for a thing, your phone's ringing off the hook and you just get nothing but bombarded with problems. I'm telling you, this is probably the solution. Um, and uh, uh, even if it's not, it's something you're going to have to encounter. So you're going to have to overcome this someday. So uh, that's it for this week. As always, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, thanks for, for joining us. We sure appreciate it. Um, if you know of a business owner, a colleague, a friend who's a business owner in the service industry and you think they could benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. If you have a couple minutes to give us a rating and a review, that would be fantastic as well. Uh, hope you guys have a great week, and I'll talk to you all soon.